listening to Vet Candy. Hey all, this is Dr. Jill Lopez. You may know me as the founder of Vet Candy, but do you know why I started Vet Candy? Simply put, it's because of people like you. I love that in our profession, there's always somebody new to meet. I'm really passionate about meeting new people and sharing their stories. And I consider myself fortunate to work in a field that is full of the coolest people on the planet. And that's why I created 21 Questions, to share their stories. With 21 Questions, we take a deep dive into interesting stories and topics. We talk with others in a free-formed, wide-open, relaxed conversation to not only have some laughs, but maybe to inspire some people along the way. Are you ready to get started? I am. Let's go. It is not enough to wish upon the stars. You must actively reach for them. Those are the words that best describe someone like Dr. Sandra Faye Butler. Brilliant, hardworking, and never one to turn away from a challenge, this University of Illinois graduate has been involved with organized veterinary medicine for more than 20 years. From making her first dollar as a receptionist at a veterinary hospital, to being part owner of four animal clinics, and later holding the position of AVMA vice president, Dr. Sandra has always gone above and beyond. Now, she is on the heels of an exciting new venture. She is running for the president of the AVMA. I could not be happier to tell you more about Dr. Sandra. We're gonna to talk to her today on 21 Questions about her mission in life, how she's using her role as a leader to make the world a better place, and what advice she has for younger veterinary students, and what advice she has for the next generation. I'm so delighted to introduce you today, my guest for 21 Questions, Dr. Sandra Faye Butler. Welcome to the show, Dr. Sandra. Thanks for having me. So are you ready for these 21 questions? I sure am. <laughs> I like to preface this to let you know that one person told me they do not like our questions. They thought they were silly and I had to give them special questions. But the former Miss America, Dr. Debbie Turner-Bell, loved them. So I feel if it's good enough for Miss America, it's good enough for the rest of us. But they are silly. I just got to tell you in advance that it's a little silly. I know you're running for the AVMA president. That's a very serious position. I hope this doesn't mess up your chances because of these silly questions. <laughs> You've had a very interesting career. What would you say is the most embarrassing thing you've ever done in your career or even as a mom? Oh, I would say as a mom, I feel like I failed at multiple birthday parties and birthday celebrations. Um, one time we had lunch it brought into school and I brought apple juice you know all healthy stuff and just bought it from the store and the kids pointed out that it was expired so my son who's 20 still tells me reminds me about that and is mortified so I think that's probably the most embarrassing thing as a mom trying to balance everything it's hard <laughs> so he now will remember that and he was probably known as the child whose mother screwed up his birthday in front of everyone Exactly. And he's already he's already an introvert. So, you know, trying so hard to like make him comfortable and have lots of friends and I messed up. <laughs> so if he's an introvert, 
Then is he going to go to vet school? Is he thinking about going to vet school? No, he is actually, he's a junior at Butler University studying psychology. He wants to get a master's or a PhD in industrial and organizational psychology. It's the human resource branch of psych, so companies hire them to help with hiring. Sounds like he could still have a career in veterinary medicine with the recruiting process and helping with our well-being. True, true. Yeah, and embarrassingly enough, he's not my animal person, animal child. (laughs) And this is a hard one for veterinarians because a lot of people have not been very spontaneous, but what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? That's a tough one. I mean, I guess what comes to mind, I guess maybe it's not super exciting, but the way I got involved in veterinary medicine and organized vet med and volunteering, I was at a CE meeting sitting next to a friend and they called for board members for the Chicago VMA and the guy next to me pointed to me and that was the beginning. I had no choice but to say yes, right? No choice to even think about it. And that's how my career in organized vet med started. So I don't know if that's exciting or not, but. <laughs> and it's spontaneous for him, but it's more spontaneous for you to say, no, not leave me alone. Right, right. So I started as a student and then the Chicago VMA is how I started really out after school and then went to this Illinois State and then AVMA. Yep. The Chicago VMA has got it going on. I was there many years ago and I know they have it, their meetings at the old McDonald's training program. So they have it buttoned up. So you never thought about becoming like the AVMA president before this, right? No, I mean, my goal because I had a great mentor as a student was AVMA vice president and the vice president's the liaison to the students. And just recently they changed it to liaison to faculty as well because of the mentor that I had at, during school. That was my my big goal. But then my mentor became AVMA president. So I thought, well, if he can do it, I can do it too. So mentorship is key, right? I think it's very important. It can push you one way or the other, other than friends that volunteer you into doing things, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It is. It's a key and you know, really helping people figure out their tools and their skills so they can succeed. You know, it's everywhere from your kids to your colleagues to your vol- fellow volunteers. Absolutely important. So where did you go to vet school? I went to the University of Illinois. Oh, yeah. Okay. That does make sense. Right down the road from Chicago. Exactly. Stuck around here. So what is your biggest regret? My biggest regret in life is not taking things slow enough and not enjoying the moment. I always am looking for the next thing to do and um, the next new and exciting thing. And I did my undergrad. At the time, it was easier to do, but I did my undergrad in two years instead of the normal four. And I feel like I missed out on traveling and enjoying just being an undergrad. (laughs) Like spring breaks, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Never had any, never had any of those. Okay. Hold it right there. Let's take a break and go to our sponsor and we'll come right back and finish this conversation. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. As a veterinarian, making time for your mental health may seem impossible right now. That's why we've partnered with VetCandy to bring awareness to Zant. With Zant, you can choose from 25 focus areas, from burnout to addiction to everyday struggles, for $0 to access and free first sessions. Thinking there's a catch? No catch. Just actually affordable mental health care. 
Download Zant in the iOS App Store today. I lived in Illinois for many years, and we definitely needed a spring break because it's so cold. So you're doing a lot of traveling right now, right? I caught you in between going from Pittsburgh and coming back from somewhere else. So you've been traveling a lot, right? I have, and it's been really great to meet people and to listen and learn all the different states, what they're what they're up to. So I'm traveling for, for my campaign. And so tomorrow I meet with the feline practitioners next week with the Washington DC VMA and our state, our country is huge and every area is unique. And so it's really been great to listen to the needs of each of the, and what's going on in each state. I know you're busy, but if you had 24 hours to do your dream day, your fantasy, it starts once you get to that location, where would you be and what would you do? And remember, you have an unlimited budget and it's your dream day. So what would you do? So my family is from Switzerland. My parents came here after they got married. And even though we go probably every other year or so, that's still my dream place. And it's going over there, spending time with family, shopping, eating good food. We ski a lot when we're there, hike. So, I mean, I guess kind of boring because it's something that we do quite a bit, but that's my happy place. Would you be eating fondue? Would you have cheese or chocolate fondue? Yeah, so cheese... Cheese fondue, um, they a lot of cheese, rocklets, a lot of um, different like bratwurst and salami. Salami is more Italian, but you can get it there. So just stuff that's unique there. They have potato chips that are paprika. Those are unique. Wonderful. <laughs> I would like to be surrounded by the chocolate fondue. That would be my dream day beside a fireplace. And then look out the window and watch other people skiing while I'm sitting by the fireplace eating my chocolate fondue. Okay. If you can be really good at something, what do you really wish you were good at? And I know you're good at a lot of things, but what do you wish you were really good at? I think what I wish I would be really good at is writing. I struggle with writing and I don't know if that's because, you know, growing up, my parents didn't speak a lot of English. So I learned English from my older sister, German from my parents. So writing's always been something that I feel self-conscious about. So I wish... And I could do that better and not second guess myself, I guess. So German was your native language then? Did you learn that at home and then you learned English at school? I did. Yeah. And I guess because I have an older sister and she had friends over, I learned it pretty simultaneously. But I mean, it's Swiss German, which is a little bit of a dialect. But in school, they speak high German and they read and write that. So can you still speak German? Can you prove it? (laughs) sure uh yes i could i don't know what to say (laughs) i always say anything well so i always like to give an example of the difference between swiss german and german so um a little bit in german is ein bisschen and in swiss swiss german it's a spitzily so it's definitely different spitzily it doesn't sound german at all yeah it sure does and so a lot the farther north you go in germany they I have a really hard time understanding this with. It's like here in the United States, people sometimes don't understand me because I live in the Northeast and I have a Southern accent. So sometimes I have to speak faster so they can understand me. So you've been a veterinarian for a while. I know you have owned your own practice. So I know you've seen some really gross things. So what's the most cringeworthy thing you've ever seen? Oh boy. So I we had a client come in with his basset hound. So pretty medium sized, but long dog. 
And he rushed in, we opened at eight, but I think he rushed in at like 7.30 in the morning. He had been in his garage working with a circular saw and didn't realize the dog was behind him. And he moved the saw, you know, off whatever he was cutting, a wood I'm assuming, and worked its way backwards and sliced the dog on the back. And even like, so like kind of across the spine, fortunately didn't go deep enough like that it severed the spine, but went from like one end to the next and oh yeah that was the dog they were really lucky they were really lucky oh this poor dog so what'd you do you just sewed it back together yep fixed him up (laughs) i bet the guy felt horrible yeah speaking of animals and you're a veterinarian of course i know you've been around a lot of animals so if you could be any animal what animal would you be and why i guess i would have to say a horse I just think they're so graceful. They just, I jump. And so they just seem to have so much fun doing it and just running through the fields and just having a, being, having freedom. A lot of veterinarians do say horses. I should get the statistics on this. So you ride horses too? I do. Yep. I have a 12-year-old Canadian warm blood, which is, I think, a fancy way of saying a mixed breed. He's three quarters thoroughbred and, and one quarter Holsteiner. Yeah, his name's Ace, and he's a, he's like a big puppy dog. He's a good boy. Oh, so when you have your days off, you go riding? Yeah, I mean, I actually try and go after work um, four times a week. So just ride, and fortunate where we're at, we have tons of horse preserves and fields, so we're not just restricted to a, a little arena. Yeah, so no, it's it's beautiful up there. That leads into our next question. Would you rather leave your hometown and never return again or stay in your hometown and never be able to leave? That is a hard one. I mean, my initial gut, well, I have two guts, right? One is stay in my hometown. If my kids end up staying close, like it would be devastating not to come back. They can leave and see you. You can't go and see them in that town. I'd move to Switzerland then. (laughs) When I first heard your name, Sandra Faye Butler, I was like, this girl... And her red hair, you got to be Irish. That's so Irish. So if you had to rename yourself, what name would you choose? And remember, if you're a doctor, you could be something funny, like Dr. Surgeon or Dr. Slaughter. My answer is going to be boring. I always wanted to be Alexandra. I don't know why, but that was always. So now I have an Alexander, my son. (laughs) But that was always the name that I wanted. So boring, boring answer, but nothing exciting there. (laughs) That is a really pretty name, though. That's really pretty. And I know you've been very busy. You got three kids. Two of them, you're working to get them into their college of their choice. You have all this other stuff going on, trying to be the president. But can you tell me about the last show you binge watched? Is there anything that you've binge watched? Are you too busy to binge watch? So I am not a huge TV person. I can binge books. (laughs) Um, But probably the last show that I binge watch. I've been watching a lot of the Critter Fixers. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and actually uh, working on uh, a program with them. So they started a non-for-profit arm, uh, Vet for a Day, where they go to different cities to um, work with underprivileged, underexposed children to veterinary medicine. So we're working on doing an event in Chicago. So I've been catching up. Figured I really need to watch. You got a quote from the show. You got to quote that show. That show is amazing. My kids love it. We watch it all the time, too. I really love it. So you're a book person. What's the last book you've binge read? 
So pretty much anything, James Patterson. I love him. Love the mystery, forensic, science type thing. And his books, the chapters are like all two or three pages. It's short. Like the books aren't short, but it just is a, a really fast read. I love Patricia Cromwell. She's another. So those kind of books. Now, sometimes I read just the lazy novel in between, but <laughs> I like that. Patricia Cromwell is very dark. Every time I read her, it makes me a little crazy. It makes me go to a dark place I don't want to go to. And the funny thing is, is she also likes to cook, and she has the Scarpetta recipes in a cookbook. And the last thing I want to look at when I read her book is, like, some tomato-y pasta. I always thought that was so strange. <laughs> but when I see the name, like, Scarpetta and food, and I, ah. Okay, cool. Here's another one. This is one that everyone has a problem answering. So if you could only hear one song for the rest of your life, what would it be? And if you can't come up with a song, maybe an artist, who would it be that you would hear for the rest of your life? Phil Collins would be the artist. Yeah, I love him. I mean, he's an amazing drummer and, you know, he's having some physical issues now. And so it, we, he's really interesting to watch because he has limited mobility and he's taught his son who I think is 1920 to do the drums for him. And it's just really fun to watch the two of them together. You know, his daughter is in that show, Emily in Paris. Have you watched that show? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. She is so talented. She's in everything now. She's in another show called The Inheritance. She's on fire. Lily Collins, she's amazing. And now season three of, of Emily in Paris is out. He's got a lot of talented kids, I guess. Okay, here's the next one. What is the weirdest dream that you've ever had? I dreamt that I graduated from vet school, but didn't finish all the classes. So I had to go back and start over. But then I kept missing the classes and just couldn't finish. And even though I knew in my mind during the dream that I already had my DVM, I knew I had to go through these classes, start over. It was very bizarre. That's a very common dream. I had the same dream. It's the same thing. I had to go through vet school again, and I was like, oh, my God. Okay, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just getting a note. We have to go to commercial break. So you guys keep listening, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. This is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench. You know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus, we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. And also, have you had those dreams where you're taking a test and you can't read it or you don't have enough time to fill it out and you have 10 minutes? Have you ever had that kind of a dream? Yeah, and you haven't been to class or I can't remember my locker combination. I don't know. That one, that one happens too. <laughs> I think when I feel like my life is overwhelming and I've lost control, I feel those dreams tend to happen. <laughs> I haven't had one for a long time. Maybe it's gone. Then you wake up and 
And I felt like, oh my gosh, I got to go back to vet school. And I was getting ready to pack my stuff up. So strange. It seems so real. I know you love to travel. Is there anything else that's on your bucket list that you would like to do? Something that you really, really want to do? Skydiving, whatever. I would love to dive with the sharks. Oh, really? Yeah, like go to South Africa at the tip and be probably in a cage. Yeah, I do scuba dive and we've been in the Caribbean where we see some sharks and that was amazing. But I would love to be around a great white that is on my bucket list (laughs) in a cage. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the smartest way to go. (laughs) Are you more of a morning person or a night person? And how early do you get up in the morning? Probably not early. Some people will consider morning 4 a.m., but probably six-ish. I usually get up and I try and get my, um, I I like to run. So I try and get my runs in before the day starts. Um, On the weekends, like this Sunday, I was up at 5 a.m. to meet my friends for a run. We just try and get it done before the kids get up and before the day starts. Oh, wow. That's great. They do say that morning people are more productive than the rest of us who are not. So that's good. If you were on your AVMA tour and you went to, say, Texas VMA, and they happened to be having a karaoke contest, and you had to win the karaoke contest, what song would you sing that you could get them to love you and vote you in to be the president? It's got to be good because this is Texas. You can't go in there and screw it up. You got to win. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, when you, before you added that part, I was going to say you've lost that loving feeling, but that wouldn't help with the campaign. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. The other one I love is I will survive, but that's a little better, but probably not still the right message. <laughs> I'll, I'd have to really think about that one. If they said you have to get up here and sing, there's thousands of people. Could you do it? Oh, my gosh. Probably, but not well. I could do it. I'd probably be laughing through most of it. What about when you get in a car and you're by yourself and a song comes on, you start singing. What song makes you sing no matter what? I love the Mamma Mia soundtrack. So when I want to just sing, so I guess Abba. (laughs) Oh, Abba. What's your favorite song? Oh, man. I can't think right now. I could pull them up on my phone, but no. Um, There's probably some good ones on there, too, that would work for a campaign. (laughs) But I can't think right now. Sorry. (laughs) If you could move anywhere in the world, where would you go? Yeah, Switzerland, for sure. Sorry, I'm a broken record. I still like my aunts and uncles are still there. My cousins are still there. And I love seasons. And contrary to popular belief, it doesn't get that cold there. Chicago's way colder, way windier. The only time you get that kind of weather is when you're really at the top of the mountain skiing. It's nice. Like, snowing and walking in the snow and you're not dying it's so cold in illinois i don't people realize that until you live there and how hot it is in the summer so hot so hot so hot in the summer so cold in the winter what's the one time that you've stepped outside of your comfort zone what's the one time recently where you stepped outside of your comfort zone so (laughs) nva has their national convention coming up and so i because I'm leading their GP mentorship program, I have to be on stage and do some silly things. So we filmed half of it here in Chicago, like kind of an SNL skit where I'm in full bears gear, full bears gear and being silly. And then we have to do the other half there. 
that's probably out of my comfort zone. And I have to present in front of a couple thousand people and do an on stage, like there, there's a walk on song and I have to dance to it. So that dancing's not my comfort zone. I can sing probably more than I dance. <laughs> so if Dancing with the Stars reached out to you to be on the show, what would you say? Like, I don't mind dancing with a partner. Like, you know, waltzing and all that. I would love to learn how to do all that. My husband and I did some of that before we got married. And it was, that was fun. But the solo type stuff, yeah. No. Are you working with someone to get your dancing perfect? Or is it going to be a silly dance? <laughs> no, it's probably going to be silly. <laughs> do you ever wonder who at the head office came up with this? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Yeah, there's like a storyboard of this. Well, get her to dance. And dance out there. Yeah. I know you've learned a lot of lessons on your road to where you are. What's the biggest lesson you've learned that you could go back and tell your younger self? Again, to take things slow. Enjoy every moment. Enjoy every moment. Take things slow. And not to be so hard on myself, I guess. That's probably a bigger one. Not to, I don't know, I feel like I was so driven in undergrad to get into vet school that I have missed out on a lot. So... And I really try to not focus so much on grades with my kids because I realize that there's other things in life. I mean, they're great students, but I don't want them to put so much pressure on themselves. That's true. That's true. Most people that have been in vet school felt the same way. I spoke to someone who was an ophthalmologist and she said her biggest regret was that she didn't have much fun in vet school. She took it too seriously. And she said if she could go back, that was Christina Korb. And she said she would have more fun if she could go back to vet school. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is the one thing that you can't live without? Books. <laughs> it's my downtime and I come home. I'm usually up in bed by nine and then I might read for an hour or two, but it's how I shut off. So do you get like itchy fingers if you don't have a book near you? Oh, yes. Absolutely. My kids have frequently said that I love my books more than them. I'm like, that is so not true. But no, I get itchy. I, you just said it was your favorite thing. Okay. I get itchy. <laughs> do you have a Kindle? iPad. Do you use a Kindle or do you do you rather read on your Kindle or do you rather read with a regular book? So mostly digital books. And I think easier if like your husband's sleeping and then you can still see it without the light being on. So mostly and it's lighter to carry. I mean, I remember going on vacation and bringing a ton of books with me. <laughs> now it's much easier. Unless you're at the beach or at the pool, then then you need a robot. What is your biggest guilty pleasure? I love potato chips and dip. <laughs> That's probably my biggest guilty pleasure. <laughs> what kind of potato chips? Just regular, like Ruffles or Lay's and onion dip. <laughs> oh, onion dip. Yeah. The last question, you made it. The next question's fun. If you were a superhero, what would your superpower be and why? Talking to animals. Oh, yeah. You'd be like the number one veterinarian if you could do that. Okay, I hate to stop you here. I feel so bad, but let's stop right here. Keep your thoughts and let's go to a commercial break and we'll be right back. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hey, 
This is Dr. Quincy Hawley, and I'm here to tell you about a new show. It's Vet Candy Rounds with the Hawleys. That's right, Dr. Tierra, the love of my life, and I have teamed up to bring you the most fascinating cases in the world. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or a podcast platform of your choice, only on Vet Candy Radio. Flynn, I'm so happy to have you on today, Dr. Sandra. So if our listeners want to learn more about you and connect with you, you're on LinkedIn. I know I'm connected with you on LinkedIn. Yes, I am. Feel free to reach out. Have anything else? you have any parting words to say before you go back on your campaign trail? No, just thank you so much. This has been great. And, you know, there is a a fun side to even a serious veterinarian. So I've enjoyed this. Thank you. That was Dr. Sandra Faye Butler, hopefully our next AVMA president. If you want to learn more about her, check her out on LinkedIn. And thank you so much for listening. And guess what? We have some exciting guests coming up. We have Dr. Serena Nayi. I love her. She's coming on soon to tell us about her new program, Chapter 8 which is a nonprofit that is doing some amazing things. So definitely subscribe to this channel and let us know by tagging us on My Vet Candy if you want to be on the show or if you know someone who should be on the show. Like if you're stalking someone and you think they're super cool and you think everybody wants to know about them, let us know and we will invite them on the show and find out some funny things like what's their most embarrassing thing. So thank you very much for listening. And this has been 21 Questions with Dr. Jill. Thank you. It's Vet Candy. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. It's Vet Candy Radio.